Praise the Lord. Do you remember the Do you remember the day he came to you? I do. December the 21st, 1981 on a Sunday afternoon in Jonesburg, Tennessee. I remember. Hallelujah. He changed my life forever. What a privileged people we are. I remember when they told me Jessica would die. When they said that her brain was so damaged from the accident that she could not live. She laying in a coma on life support system. And we went to the funerals for Brother Homer and little Rachel and buried our family. We went rushing back to the hospital. And I remember when Jesus came to that waiting room and he spoke to me and said, your daughter shall live. Hallelujah. What an awesome God that we serve this morning. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm glad he didn't die when Brother Branham died. Come on, somebody. I'm glad he's still with us, still healing us, still delivering us, still giving us new beginnings. Hallelujah. Oh, praise be to God, friends. What a privileged people that we are today. Amen. May the Lord richly bless you. Certainly good to see everyone out and feeling better. The fever broke on Jessica. She's doing better now. And God's just wonderful and trust it. It's getting better at your house. And amen. Amen. Certainly enjoy being with you this week. And if you have your Bibles, turn with us to the book of Romans. We want to read from Romans uh, chapter 13, starting at verse 11. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus, and we count it such an honor to serve our Lord with you. Amen. I couldn't think of a better people in all the world to serve the Lord with than you folks, and I, I mean that honestly. I've known some of you since I was a wee little boy. Amen. I remember years ago, I'm going to go back in some time, but I remember years ago, we used to play some football out here in the parking lot, and, and I was little, and I wanted to play, and some of the older boys would say, you better stand over here, you might get hurt. Well, I've reached that place again in my life when I try to play a little bit of sports with the young people. They say, Brother Darrell, you might want to stand over here, you might get hurt. So I've come full circle here at Happy Valley. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. God's certainly good. Romans, make myself laugh. Romans chapter 13, verse 11. May the Lord bless you this morning. Amen. Amen. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Amen. May the Lord add the blessing to the reading of his word. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, 
Lord, what a, what a peaceful feeling that we have in our hearts this morning, Lord, to gather here with your children. Knowing, Lord, that the little licks of fire have come together, Lord. That your presence could be felt among us. And Lord, we are so grateful to be a part of the economy of God. When the world is reeling and is shaking and so unsettled and so nervous, Lord. What a privilege it is to gather with the people who has heard from you and you have said shalom, peace. And Lord, we pray today that you would just come, Lord, and take this simple thought and make it real to the hearts of your people. And Lord, we want to thank you for hearing our prayers and for touching those that are in need. I, I want to thank you, Lord, for touching Jessica and the fever breaking. And Lord, I trust in every home that where there's sickness and Lord, may the reports start coming in that then Jesus came. And Lord, we just love you today and we look to you, Lord, and meet every need in the building that when we leave this building, may we leave with the desire in this new decade, Lord, to serve you with everything that is within us. And Lord, may we go forth as a surrendered people, Lord, surrendered to, the, to our own will is out of the way, Lord, that your will could have the preeminence in each life. Grant it today, Lord, we pray. And Lord, those who are facing great battles and decisions, may you guide them, Lord, we ask, Father, that they would see the light, Lord, that they would know what is the perfect will for their lives. We commit these things into thy hands, Lord, for thy glory. In Jesus' name. And the bride says, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, here we are in the, the first weekend of a new year. And not only a new year, but a new decade. And I was thinking, uh, we, me and Brother J.D. was talking, and I said, you know, Brother J.D., I realized that if the Lord should tarry and we go through this decade, at the end of this decade we are now in, I'll be 70 year old. And I said, you know, I thought if I'm ever going to run, I better start running now. <laughs> Amen. But as you start to think about it, it, it's a sobering thought that we are entering a new decade. And I was thinking as I was given the privilege to speak to you this weekend, I, I was thinking, Lord, what, what could I say that would, that would help the people in the first couple of messages of a new year or of a, even a new decade? And as I was seeking the Lord about these services, I, I came upon this quote and it just kind of jumped out at me. And you know how it is. Sometimes you're, you're reading a message or you're reading your Bible and all of a sudden the scripture just kind of jumps up at you. And, and as I was looking at this quote, I, I heard a voice just as plain in my ear that spoke awake. So I want to speak to you this morning for just a few minutes on awake. Awake. Brother Brenham said this in the message Shalom. He said, this gross darkness I wish to speak on first. That there's so much of that in the world today. And it's growing darker and darker all the time. Now this is 1964. You can imagine where we're at today. Each year we find that the world gets darker and darker spiritually speaking. Because they're groping in darkness. There's more sin. iPhones, iPads, 
internet. There's more sin just passing through what we have, he said. The assassination of the president and so forth. And people being murdered right in our own country. And even in our own churches now. Where we wouldn't think that that would happen. In a time of modern civilization. But we sure have it. And the reason that we have it is because gross darkness is upon the people. And then he says this, and this is the part that come out to me. He said, now those who will not turn to light, those who will not turn to light, then there's only one thing I can say for you in the coming year. You're going to stoop darker and darker as the year goes on. But those who will turn on this new year to the light, those who will turn on, you know, like awake. So if you're sitting here and you've got your spiritual Bluetooth turned off, turn it on that you can receive. Hallelujah. Don't sit in darkness. Don't set off. Flip the switch this morning. But for those of you who will turn on, this new year to light, amen, you will get brighter and brighter until the perfect day that we look for his appearing where all darkness will be faded away, amen. Now the reason I say that to the church of the living God, shalom, is because we are his lights. Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. So I want you to understand this morning, we are his lights. Now, as we face this coming new year, we are facing both, as I have read to you, we are facing both darkness and light. And we find that we have two choices according to this quote. There's two paths, there's two ways that are laid before each of us this morning. Whether you've been in this message 50 years, 50 minutes, or whether you're just here because somebody made you come, you must make a choice. Every man, are you listening to me? Every man, woman, boy, and girl, regardless of your standing with the Lord, regardless of your experience with the Lord, whether you preach, whether you don't, whether you sing, whether you can't, everybody will have to make this choice in a new year. You will either turn on to the light or you will turn to the darkness and grow darker and darker and darker. The two ways are before you. And I want you to understand no one can make you make your choice. Amen. You will make the choice yourself. If you choose the path of darkness, you will get darker and darker and darker. Not only as the year advances, but as the decade advances, you will get darker. You see, Isaiah's prophecy gives a certain sound for the very hour that we are living in. Isaiah said in 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. 
and his glory shall be seen upon thee and the Gentiles shall come to thy light and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. So here we see two paths of Isaiah's prophecy, light and darkness. Remember now, God declares it in the heavens before he does it on the earth. It's declared in the heavens before it's declared on the earth. Now, as I was thinking about this, the heavens declaring the darkness. I found this. Do you know that in December the 20th of this year, on the west coast of Seattle, Washington, they reported the darkest day in the history of their city. The atmosphere of the heavy clouds and the shortness of the day, it made it the darkest day in the history of the city. They said it was the darkest day ever observed in the history of Seattle, Washington. Heavens declaring the darkness. Heavens declaring the light. Now, I know you didn't amen that, but you will. I'm just laying out some material. Heavens declaring the darkness. Heavens declaring the light. So here we see once again the light and the darkness being declared. Amen. Amen. Heavens declaring the light. End time seed sign. Just before now, listen close. When the little baby Christ was born, three stars went together and made one morning star. That reflected the coming of the infant Christ, a perfect one. Now what's happened? We see a roar in the paper and across the television, out across the nation, where five stars just fell in line with the world. What's five? The number of grace. Every time those stars come in, something happens on the earth. What's taking place? Five stars fell in. What is it? It's an introducing. Oh, it's an introducing. An introducing of what? Since then, look what's taken place. Germany almost washed off the map. Some of the major said the world would burst like a watermelon. Every distressful thing prophesied by them for the last days. Look what's taken place. England the other day had a storm that blowed away 70,000 houses in one day. Disasters everywhere. California, Los Angeles like to wash into the ocean. What is it? It's the beginning of sorrows. Earthquakes has picked up everywhere. Why is it? Why is it? Why are these things happening? Five stars come in. Grace, God's grace. What's happened? An infant church. Hallelujah. A bride infancy. The power of God has begun to fall on her. And she's taking form. A bride, oh God. A bride for this bridegroom. The three stars meet his perfection on the earth among us. God's offices becoming one office. What's happened now? What's happened now? Don't just look back to what he done. Let's see what he's doing now. What's happened now? It's the church of the living God. 
coming together under the word of God and the astronomic heavens is announcing her approach. The heavens declaring darkness, but the heavens declaring light. Ye are his light. He says, you may not believe that, but it's the truth. It's the word just the same. So whether you believe it or not, ain't going to change it. You can't stick your head in the sand and act like it's not happening. It's happening. You've got to deal with it. We've got to come to terms with it. Those two paths before us, darkness and light, and you will choose. Darkness shall cover the earth. Rapture, 1965. Isn't it a strange thing that not long ago on the East Coast, the big blackout, they couldn't understand it. Texas blacked out last week. They can't understand it. Don't you realize? Don't you know that's a sign? Don't you know the nations are breaking? Israel's in her homeland. These signs are indicating that we're at the end. The same time it's blacking out. Don't you know that's a sign? The blackouts are a sign. Don't you know that's a sign? The prophet said that. The prophet said that. What prophet? Isaiah. Ghost darkness upon the earth. But there shall be light about the evening time. There'll be a light come forth in the evening time when the blackouts, when the blackouts and things are going on the way they are now. Just look at how it blacked out. It's a sign of the end time that when these blackouts and things begin to happen, it shall be light. Brother Ben said, just look at the blackouts. Just look how it blacked out. So you know what I did? I looked at how it blacked out. You know what I found? Blackouts. I was surprised. I was surprised. You see, the blackout Brother Ben was referring to, I went back and found that. It was the Northeast blackout of 1965 was a significant disruption in the supply of electricity on Tuesday, November the 9th, 1965, affecting parts of Ontario in Canada, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Vermont, in the United States. A Northeast blackout, 2003, was a widespread power outage throughout parts of the Northeastern, Midwestern United States and the Canada Providence. 1977. 1977, July the 13th, a blackout in New York City. Exactly 42 years later. July the 13th, 2019, on the exact, on the very exact same day. A blackout strikes New York once again. On the anniversary of an enormous blackout that happened in 77, another blackout sent parts of Manhattan into darkness. In fact, I made a little list 
Northeast Blackout, 65. New York City, 77. West Coast, 82. Western North America, 1996. North Central America, 1996. Northeast Blackout of 2003. Southwest Blackout of 2011. The Echo Blackout of 2012. And the July 13, 2019 Blackout. In fact, as I was studying these blackouts, I, these are blackouts that I only counted where over 21 million people were affected at one time. I'm not talking about a blackout where your locks bleep. I'm talking about, I, stood, I narrowed it down, Brother West, to blackouts where 21 million people or more were affected. Not 2,100, not 21,000, 21 million. Just to save time, I'll tell you, I counted 17 blackouts where over 21 million people were affected for greater than an hour. Blackouts. Who knew? Who knew that it's a sign? In the day of gross darkness, when the world is groping in darkness and sin is heaped up, blackouts are happening as a sign. Amen. The prophet said they were a sign. You tell that to the world, they'll laugh at you. They'll have a scientific explanation of why it happened. I don't care how it happened. It happened. And the prophet said, wake up. It's a sign. But in that day of gross darkness, oh, hallelujah, we heard a voice, and the voice is cried out. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Oh, you're glad. Have you heard the voice? Well, you don't act like it. Have you heard the voice? He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith in the churches. How tragic it is that the first stage did not listen to the Spirit. Instead, it listened to man. You know why so many people left this message? Because they listened to man instead of the Spirit. How tragic it is. How tragic it is. But the first stage did not listen to the Spirit. Instead, it listened to man. But thank God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank God that in the last age, there will be a group rise up. The true bride. Not the one that says the bride. Not the ones that just have belt buckles. Not the one with just the picture of the clown. Come on, somebody. But I'm talking about the true bride. The true bride of the last day. She will listen. She will listen to the Spirit. Glory to God. I feel like speaking Apache. Amen. She will listen to the Spirit. And in that day of gross darkness, the light will return. By pure word. And we will. We will. Somebody say we will. Return to the power of Pentecost. <laughs> to welcome back the Lord Jesus Christ. 
You know why we'll bring him back? We'll bring him back, Brother Terry, when we reach that level of maturity that we can reproduce Christ on the earth again. Hallelujah! The head will take the body to be with him forever! That day of gross darkness, the Spirit is saying in that day, I will restore, saith the Lord. I'll bring my church back. Not just a bunch of quoters. Beyond quoting it, there'll be livers. The message will no longer just be in a book. It'll no longer just be on tape. It'll be in the flesh of the bride. She will be the message. She will be the evening light. She will tread on the devil's head. She will defeat every demon of Laodicea. Her dead will be raised. Her blind will see. Her lame will walk. Amen. The Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee and the Gentiles shall come to thy light. The Gentiles shall come to thy light. You know why? It's our gathering time. You see, this message ain't for the world. That's why they laugh at it. That's why they make fun of it. That's why they ridicule it. ridicule it. And that's why they will reject it. They'll reject the bride like they rejected the groom because they're blind and they cannot see their day. They cannot see their hour. They cannot see the light that is shining. Final rejection of God to the Gentiles will be you. When they reject you, they will reject him. Is that not what God told the prophet Samuel? They're not rejecting you, Samuel. They are rejecting me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Darkness and light. Two paths. Two paths. Two choices. You must make in this coming year. It's all through the Bible. These two paths, light and darkness, in the evening time. Two paths were in Egypt. You see, in Egypt, there was ten plagues before the exodus of God's son. You said God's son? I thought it was Israel. Oh, yes. Remember, he told Moses, go down and tell Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son. Let my son go. Oh, hallelujah. Ten plagues. A plague for each God that the Egyptians worshipped. God, he trumped Ehoka. He trumped every one of their gods and showed Egypt their gods are puny because their gods are man-made. But he said, I am the Lord and beside me there is none other. Ten plagues upon Egypt before the children came out. The ninth plague. You know what it was? Darkness. Darkness upon the earth. I got this off of a Hebrew website explaining the Passover. This is from a Hebrew website. The following, the ninth plague. 
For several days, all of Egypt was enveloped in the thick and impenetrable veil of darkness, which extinguished all the lights that were kindled. The Egyptians were gripped with fear and remained glued to their places wherever they stood or sat. Only in Gosha, where the children of Israel dwelt, there was light. God said, I'm doing this. Tell Pharaoh, I'm doing this. So he'll know there is a difference between my people and his people. Hallelujah. I'll tell you one thing. I have no respect of persons. God knows that the truth. I have no respect of anybody's color. I was never raised that way. There's nothing. It's not in me to be that way. But I'll tell you one thing. There is a difference for my children. Someone else's children. I will protect my children. God is no respect of persons. But nobody will pick on his kids. Brother Ben said you've seen God as a healer. Watch him as a warrior. He will fight for his people. Holy in Gosha. That remained. That was light. Amen. That was light. And then I found this. I thought it was interesting. But Terry, maybe you could look at this sometime. But not all of the Jews, but not all of the Jews were saved from this plague. There were a few who wanted to be regarded as Egyptians rather than as members of the Hebrew race who tried, therefore, to imitate the Egyptians in everything. Or as we call it, they tried to assimilate themselves as Egyptians. Ain't that something? In that time of darkness, there were people who was given the light, who was given a way of escape, but they chose to listen to the music the Egyptians listened to. They told them to watch what the Egyptians were watching, to dress like they dressed, to act like they act, to where they was wanting to be so assimilated that you couldn't tell the difference between them and the Egyptians. They look like them, act like them, talk like them, dance like them. Drink like them, vape like them. Well, glory be to God. Come on, somebody. He said, Brother Darrell, you don't know how hard it is. Listen to me. I don't want to look like the world. I don't want to act like the world. Come on, somebody. Thank God, sisters, listen to me today. I tell you, as, as a man, I tell you, thank God. I want to thank you for the way you dress and how you keep yourself. I say thank you, sister. When this hate strips off herself, come on, some brothers. Some of you are amen it, brothers. I'm glad our women don't look like them, act like them, dress like them. Can you say amen? They tried to assimilate themselves to look just like Egyptians. They did not want to leave Egypt. These people died. This is according to the Hebrews website. These people died during the day of darkness. Two ways, two paths set before them. They chose the darkness. You see, darkness was the ninth plague. The tenth plague was death. 
Do you see where we're at, friends? Do you see where we're at in time? Darkness was the ninth plague. The tenth plague was death. Darkness in Egypt led to death. But in Gosha, there was light, which led them to a lamb, to a token, to a deliverance. It was during this time that the token was provided for the deliverance of Egypt under a first exodus. What was God doing? Just before the destruction of Egypt and the exodus of his people. Brother, well, I'm trying to get you to see where you're at. What was God doing just before the destruction of Egypt and the exodus of his people? God sent a prophet with a message to separate the light from the darkness. How? By the word. It's always by the word. God said in Genesis 1, God said, let there be light and there was light. And God saw that, it, that the light was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. How did he do it? By the spoken word. Hallelujah. By a spoken word message from God, the light was separated from the darkness. And by a message of prophet, with thus saith the Lord. He showed Egypt there's a difference between my people and your people. We see again. Is that true? We see again as we advance. Well, I'm trying, I took a little bit of time going to try to hurry. But we see again two paths. Once again, Israel's darkest hour. Like the Jews was in the days that Jesus came to earth. Now we're looking at another exodus. It was Israel's evening time. Is the age of Israel's Laodicea. Because remember the prophet of God said the Israel's church age started with Solomon and it ended with the son of man ministry on the earth which was Jesus. So when Jesus came to earth it was the Laodicea age of Israel's church ages. Isn't it wonderful for not to have blurry vision? Amen. In Israel's Laodicea age, there was a great darkness. I'm speaking spiritually. Because you see, Isaiah prophesied and said that it would be that way. That they would have eyes, but they couldn't see. Blindness is darkness. When Jessica was blind, I'd say, can you see me, Jessica? She'd say, no, Daddy. I can't see you. She's blind. She's blind. She said in darkness, in Israel, the prophet prophesied and said they would have eyes to see and yet they cannot see and ears to hear and yet they cannot hear. So in their hour of blindness, it was spiritual darkness. Israel, in their time of darkness, God sent a great shining light. 
John the Baptist, a forerunner. Jesus, speaking of John, said he was a great and shining light. To show them the right path to take. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? He sent a prophet to show them the right path to take. However, make a shout. He sent them a great shining light to show them the right path that they should follow before his advent, his first advent. Don't miss it. Jesus said, John was that light. Malachi 3, no mistake. The prophet with the great shining light. Malachi 3. Now, a bosom friend of mine that left the message, I was talking to him, and he told me, Brother Darrell, Malachi 4 speaks of John the Baptist. All the Bible scholars say that. I'm certainly not a Bible scholar. I can barely say Holy Bible. But the prophet never said that. And better than that, Jesus himself never said John was Malachi 4. He said he was Malachi 3. So not to be disrespectful to those who spent years in Bible college. But I believe I'll stay with what Jesus said rather than what your professor said. John the Baptist was Malachi 3. William Branham was Malachi 4. He sent them a great shining light. But what did they do? They took the path of darkness and rejected their light. For men love darkness more than light. And because they did that, and the whole time they were quoting a prophet. We have Moses to our prophet. God thought it. Moses said it. We believe it. Nice saying, but it ain't nowhere near the truth. They don't more believe what the prophet said than anything. If they did, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. Oh, God, praise I say it humbly, but I say it honestly. We've come again, Brother Terry. They have ears, but they cannot hear. And because they rejected him, it got darker and darker and darker until they crucified the very one they longed to see. They rejected the very thing. They needed. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine the disappointment? When you get there that day and realize the very thing I needed, I rejected it and walked away from it. Like the man hunting for diamonds and sold everything, searched his whole life. Died, never found one diamond, lost his family, lost everything, died on the street. 
And the man who bought his farm was out plowing and struck a rock. It was a diamond in one of the biggest diamond mines. And South Africa was found on the man's very property. He went the world over looking for diamonds. And they were in his backyard the whole time. The things you desire, young people, what the devil tries to satisfy that thirst. God gave you a thirst. The thing you're thirsting for, I'm telling you, it's right here this morning. This is the condemnation that light has come into the world. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Huh? Ain't it something? You don't see nowhere near the attack on the Catholic Church that the attack on the message is facing right now. Huh? Anybody see where the Pope got mad and slapped that poor woman's hand the other day? Didn't say much about that, did they? I wonder why. Oh, yeah, you people draw their toes up. Don't worry, it's okay. I told her, I said, can you imagine if that poor woman just received the death sentence of cancer and in her desperation reaching out to what she thought was her answer? And that was the reaction that she got? I ain't too smart, but I believe I'd change religions. You see, they hated, they hated the light so much, they, destroyed, they tried their best to destroy the light. They tried to put the light out, but they could not put it out. What they failed to realize, the only thing that they were doing, they were lighting the Gentiles. Because they never stopped the light. It just moved to the Gentiles. They rejected the light. Brother Raymond said Jesus will only come where he's invited. He'll never stay where he's doubted. Don't doubt him. Believe his word. Amen. Just be found believing. Brother Darrell, the doctor said I got a bad report. The doctor, just be found believing. Gross darkness blinded Israel. It was for the lighting of the Gentiles. Now we've come back to full circle again. Now we're at another exodus. A day of gross darkness in the Laodicea age of the Gentiles. When the darkness is upon the land and gross darkness is upon the people, earthquakes, famines, pestilence, evil, heady, high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. No control. <laughs> No control. Under a spirit of destruction. I seen a guy in the airport the other day had so much metal in his face, I thought, my God, I do not want to be near him in a lightning storm. He was a walking lightning rod. He must have had 42 different pieces of metal in his face. And they think I'm weird? I seen a guy, in the, you want to go, you see something, go to the Atlanta airport. 
Anybody been there? You get it. I saw a guy the other day. I'm just being, I'm not ridiculing, I'm not, I'm just being honest. This is, I'm telling you what I saw. I saw a guy coming down the, the uh, concourse the other day, had on a pair of black combat boots, white socks. His beard was about that long, it was braided and beaded. He had on a white t-shirt and a Levi jean jacket with the sleeves cut out. And he was wearing a tropical red and yellow with big parrots skirt. Guess I'll go get another cup of coffee. <laughs> That's the age we live in. Insanity. The people have gone insane. Women go out and forget their clothes. Amen. Brother Bradham said that. No control under a spirit of destruction. Blackouts, tidal waves. People just completely arrogant, walking away arrogantly. Is it happening? He said, it's the morning. I expressed this the other morning. It's the gross darkness of Palm Dim. The people that are arrogantly walking away, it's because they are under the spirit of gross darkness. But they'll tell you, I can see as good as you can. The prophet said, they can't help it. I forgive them for not listening and seeing the things that God has done. And they still don't do it. I still pray, God, forgive them. Because I'm seeking to save that which was lost. I'm trying to bring it to them. I'm trying to show the light to them. I'm trying to show them there's another path. This is the hour that we're living in. Men wants to look like women. Women wants to look like men. I was sitting on an airplane the other day and someone sat down beside me, God's truth, that I never did know whether it was a man or a woman. They'd do something, I'd say, yep, that's a man. And then they'd say, I said, nope, that's a woman. And the, this is the, the, the crazy thing, I was sitting there listening to the prophet and he said it in my ear that men are looking like women and women are looking like men. And I go. This day, this message is fulfilled in our ears. It's no longer a quote. It's no longer a quote. It has become a reality. I was in Walmart just two days ago at night. Me and Cheryl just, we stopped into Walmart. And I followed this man into the men's, because you know, clearance, I thought maybe I'd pick me up a nice little shirt or something. And I followed this, I, I wasn't actually following them. They was going the same direction I was. I was behind them in the men's department looking for clothes. They were looking for clothes and I looked up and it was a woman. 
Dress like a man. Men want to look like women. Women want to look like men. It goes to show you there's a perversion, a dark spirit hanging over. Gross darkness over the people. It's the hour of the calling out. There was a darkness over Egypt before the calling out and the token was applied. In Israel's day, God sent a prophet to show them the path to light and the provided lamb. In Jesus' day, he sent a prophet to show them the path of life and a provided lamb. And in the days of the Gentiles, he sends a prophet with a light to show them the path of light Amen. and a provided lamb. That's where we're at. Is that the truth? Is that the pattern of the word? A prophet with a message to separate the light from the darkness. Ghost doctors upon the churches and the things today, they fail to see the light that's shining. There seems to be such a heavy press. Men love darkness more than they love light. So what do they try to do? They always try to destroy the light. Brother Bam said, I was at the Statue of Liberty and I saw those little sparrows laying there. And I said, why are these little birds dead? And he said, the man said, last night we had a storm. And that light was on. And the birds, instead of using the light to fly to safety, he said they try to put the light out. And he said they beat their light, they beat their brains out against the light, trying to put the light out. Think of that. They beat their brains out, trying to put the light out. The light that can help them, the light that can lead them to safety. Brother Branham said, you cold, formal Pentecostals, you cold, formal Methodists, you cold, formal Baptist, you cold, formal message believer, you unbeliever that tried to beat Christ out of the nation, tried to put education and science instead of the Holy Ghost, you'll beat your brains out and that light will still beam on. And on and on and on. He will have a church. He will have a church that's filled with the Holy Ghost. He will come for her. He will live and reign in it. You'll never beat it out. You're just beating your brains out studying all kinds of man-made books and dogmas. Take God's word and read it and say it's the truth and accept it. I say to you, my brother, my sister, a long way getting here, but just in the last few minutes before we close, I say to me, I say to you, let us awake and walk in the light and live. Then walk in the light and live. Because now, don't you see what's happening? Once again, the pattern is repeating. God blinded Israel. He blinded them for the lighting of the Gentiles. Now in the darkness of Laodicea and the gross darkness, once again, they reject the Messiah. The blinding of the Gentiles is for the lighting of Israel once again. Do you see where we're at? It's the dawning of a new day. 
blinding of the Gentiles is the lighting of Israel. It's just like night and day. On one side has got darkness, the other side's got light. And then the light comes over on the other side. The moon, the passing the way it did, had the reflection of the darkness of the world, blinding out its light. It's a reflection to us that the Gentile church age is finished. The world blinding out the light. Do you know what he's talking about? How many knows what he's talking about? I looked it up to see what he was talking about. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about a total lunar eclipse that took place on December the 19th, 1964. When a shadow of a total eclipse saw the moon in relative darkness for 58 minutes and 54 seconds. Brother Ben said it was a sign because God does it in the heavens. He declares it in the heavens before he declares it on the earth. It is a sign to us. It is a sign to us that the church age is finished. That's why he said, I no longer call you church. I call you bride. And I say to you, shalom. It's the bride time. It's the bride season. It's the bride hour. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The church is making herself ready. Been making herself ready for a time. It's time for the rapture. For the darkness is fading upon the Gentiles. And dawn will soon break upon the Jews. The sun has traveled from the east to the west. And we're on the west coast. The light can only do one thing. It's got to go back east again. It's got to go back to the other side. Do you understand it, don't you? The light can only go back east again to where it began at Israel. It has to go back to where it began. What did God say about us? I will restore you back to the original Pentecost. We've got to go back to the original. Because God is eternal. He has no beginning. He has no end. He's, he's, a, he's a circle, if you will. Amen. Amen. The light can only go back east again to where it began at Israel. God blinded him for a while, but the darkness is now pressed upon the Gentile world that's covered the whole thing. The Gentiles will trod down Jerusalem until the Gentile dispensation will be finished. Jesus said so, and now it's finished. Gross darkness upon the people. God reflected it in the skies as he showed it on the earth. God reflected it in the skies as he showed it on the earth before it all happens. And we are in it. We are in it. Well, Brother Dow, I'm waiting till that day when it gets gross, gross darkness. I come to tell you this morning, wake up, you're in it. It's here. It's not something that's coming. It'll get darker, sure, but it's here now. separated life from death also in the garden of eden he did it by his word and today he does the same thing where we're in the gross darkness as i spoke of last sunday darkness upon the land and upon the people in gross darkness in the midst of all this he's still speaking the word of life to those who want to believe it to those who want to believe it those to those who choose in this new year to take the path and turn on the light Amen. Amen. Do you love him? Amen. Two paths before us, friends. Which one will you take? Young person? Mama? Daddy? Brother? Sister? Husband? Wife? Which one will you take? 
The church is making herself ready. Making herself ready for a time. It's time for the rapture. For the darkness is fading upon the Gentiles. I was reading about darkness. I was reading about darkness and how it influences sleep. Darkness is essential to sleep. The absence of light sends a critical signal to the body that it's time to rest. So the darkness of Laodicea causes the people to slumber and sleep and relax and let the standard down, let the gate down. Who are you preaching to, me? The darkness sends a critical signal to the body. It's time to rest. Melatonin, a hormonal produced in the brain's penile gland, I guess it's a penile gland, I guess. It's often known as the sleep hormone or the darkness hormone. Melatonin influences sleep by sending a signal to the brain. It's time to rest. This signal helps initiate the brain's psychological preparation for sleep. Muscles begin to relax. Feelings of drowsiness increases as the body temperature drops. People begin to cool off. Their muscles begin to relax so they don't just amen anymore or raise their hand. It's just a... <laughs> because the darkness of this age is causing the people to go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, little bride. Nobody get excited. Sleep. The darkness of Laodicea has lured the world to sleep. Think of it, That's just in the natural. Can you see it in the spiritual? I was thinking, how many people it broke my heart. How many people has passed through our doors? But where are they today? Our young people that used to play on the pianos. When I had youth services. They were a part of them. And I see their Facebook postings. Where are they? Then what happened? Amen. That's right. Did I fail them? Did I not stress it enough? Amen. Kids that I saw in the altar at Nicaragua who asked to follow me and I see their pictures. I told my wife and said they were in the altar. Did I fail to get them to him? But did I fail? No, no. Preacher, brother. Oh, friends, I say, wake up! 
Brother Bo Smeaton sent me a text this morning to a friend of mine down in West Tennessee. He said, Brother Darrell, today I'm preaching on shake yourself. All right. Oh my God. He didn't even know what I was preaching. Right. So I'm preaching on shake yourself. And I'm saying to you, wake up, shake yourself. The dawn will soon break upon the Jews. The night is far spent. Let us awake, knowing that the time, that it's now high time to awake out of our sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. What's happening? What's happening? It's the Lamb of God. I say to you, behold, the Lamb of God. Where is he? He is with his people. In a little while, the world will see me no more. But ye shall see me. I'll be with you even in you. Behold, the Lamb of God. Ye are his lights. Get ready. Wake up. Prophet said, get your conscience back out here. Get your soul out here with God. Get away from this sense-bound existence. Yes, Thinking just what you just look like, that's for another day. Lift up your hands, he says. Redemption is drawing nigh. Get ready. Signs and wonders are appearing. Critics, infidels will wax worse and worse. Amen. This day, this quote is fulfilled. It's happened. It's not just quotes in the book, young people. It's not just the book your mom and daddy had. These things he said are happening right now. Critics and infidels will wax worse and worse. We've got to put up with them. We've got to put up with them. But we're not looking to them. We're looking to God. That's why I don't even answer their stupidity. One said Burbank said he was a lie when he said the picture of pillar of fire was at the Library of Congress. I was just up there last week. There's not a picture of the brother Branham in the cloud, uh, uh, the pillar of fire over his head in the Library of Congress. There's not a picture. There's three. That's right. I pulled all three of them out and took a picture of all three of them, which was exactly the same picture. But what I'm saying is this: they're just a bunch of liars. I got me a library card. I went there myself. It is there in the Library of Congress. Matter of fact, when me and Cheryl and Jessica walked in, they about took us straight to it. I guess it's about the <laughs> Yep, I know where you belong. <laughs> Praise God, I'm glad I belong. Slumming. said, you can't get the people out. You can't preach over 20 minutes. They get sick of it. They go back, there's something wrong. What is it? The alarm went off and you've turned over and you shut the alarm off. You want to sleep a little longer. The morning cometh, but the night cometh first. The night cometh first. Don't turn the alarm off. Let it alarm. Jump to your feet. It's time to get up when the preacher warns you of the coming of God and the coming of the Son of God. Don't turn your alarm off. Don't try to drown it out. Don't go back into the world. Well, I got a few wild oats to sow. You 35-year-olders and you teenagers, don't try that. Awake. Shake yourself. 
Don't let the darkness numb you. Don't let the darkness numb you. In this coming year, Happy Valley, do not let the darkness numb you. Jump to your feet. Let the alarm go. That's God's Holy Spirit warning you to flee from the wrath that is to come when you see the sick being healed, blinded eyes open, deaf ears unstopped. Oh, we had a lot of fanaticism with it. It always goes with it. Fanaticism always goes with it. But keep your mind on Christ. Keep your eyes on Calvary. Move forward. Let nothing put you back in bed to sleep. Let nothing put you back in the bed of Laodicea to sleep. Mm. Don't just pick and choose the services you want to come to. You're going to sleep when you do that. You're going to sleep. The Bible says, assemble ourselves even more so as you see the day approaching. That's the word of God. That's not my opinion. That's not Brother Brandon's opinion. That's thus saith the holy word of God. Let us gather ourselves together. We are not gathered under a man. We are not gathered under a creed. We are not gathered, but we're gathered under the light of the gospel of this hour. And it's leading us in our answer. It's leading us through a body change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to the light. Turn to the light. Let the light of God's word illuminate us. The morning stars rise and shine. It's time to shine. The coming of the Lord is at hand. Reflecting His presence. Reflecting the oncoming sun. It's here, friends. The same ministry that the sun went down. In the same light He went down in. In the same light He went down in. Is coming again in resurrection power. And the morning stars is reflecting that light. Then we cry out, watchmen, what of the night? Watchmen, what of the night? God says arise. He's telling us to arise. When God says arise, we will arise. There is nothing that will stop us from rising. When God says shine, we will shine. There is nothing. There is no critic. There is no website. There is nothing that will stop us from shining. The morning stars are reflecting his own coming light. It's a new year. Musicians comes, it's a new year. Let's anoint our eyes with his eyesight that we may have 2020 vision in 2020. That our spiritual eyes can see what's coming, friends. Listen, as the, as the musicians come, the congealing of, Brother Tim come, the congealing of darkness is the evidence of a new day. This dawning, it's a dawning, it's stepping into the light. You morning stars reflect his coming. What happens? You brothers have been out hunting, you know, it gets darkest right before the dawn. Why? Because the oncoming light congeals the darkness together. The very fact that they're, the very reason, the very fact that they're groping in gross darkness is evidence to us. The light is shining. 
the light is shining. And I say to you, my brother, my sister, let us wake up. Shake ourselves. Make sure we've got the goods. Make sure the token is applied. In this coming year, this coming year, let's stand strong, united. Amen. Let's pray for one another. Lift up one another. Encourage one another. Forgive one another. Amen. Forgive one another. Pray for one another. Amen. Let this be the year our children come back to us. Let this be the year our families are restored. Our lives are restored. Our health is restored. Because our God said, I will restore to you, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. I say to you, little bride, awake, rise, and shine, ye day stars. Ye morning stars, rise, reflect the light of His coming. Do you love Him? We'll walk in the light, such a beautiful light. Walk where the dewdrops of mercy are.
If you want to know
Until I see my Savior Face to face Oh, 
it's crowded in here, and I know it's time to, to, for everybody just about to want to go. But before we do that, we need to have a congregational prayer for each other. That 2020 will be our year. We'll come out of our sleep. We'll come out of our coldness. We'll come out of our dryness. And we're going to be a church that's going to be on fire for Jesus Christ in 2020. I want you to join hands. I want you to lay your hands on somebody beside of you. And as soon as they get through praying, Brother Joel, I want you to come and offer a word of prayer for this congregation, for the leadership of this church, for the pastor of this church, for every one of us from the front to the back, that 2020 we're going to be a Christian. We're going to be on fire for our Lord Jesus. Lead us in prayer, Brother Joel. Heavenly Father, we come into this place today after this word, Lord. And we're just moving into our position and we see in, in the news and we, we hear the reports of this person acting crazy and doing something insane. Lord, they're coming into the churches and they're firing guns and they're throwing bombs and they're dropping all of these destructive forces, Lord, in these foreign lands and they're standing in their positions of authority, oh God, in the, in, in the leadership of the countries, oh God, around the world and they're making statements and they're being bold and Father, you've called us into this hour to be bold and to make our statements and to make our claims and oh God, we stand not in any power of ourselves, oh God, we don't come in any arrogance of ourselves, oh Lord, but we come in the power and the demonstration of Jesus Christ. It's that life that you died for, oh Father God. That day, oh Calvary, you gave your very life that we could stand in this life. You died so much that day, oh Calvary, that the sun said that you were dead. The, the, the stars proclaimed that you were dead, oh God. The earth even shook and said that you were dead. That proclamation came forth. You gave your very life that we could stand in this hour with life and proclaim life, proclaim liberty. We can call back our children. We can call back our husbands. We can call back our wives, oh God. We can call back our mothers and our fathers. We can call back our friends who've walked away, oh God. We have been given that authority, oh God. And it's not so much because we're beginning a new year, and in a way it is, oh God, because we, we're in that atmosphere, oh God. But it's the newness of a, of a new year, a new century, as Brother Dower spoke of today, oh God, but we don't come, oh God, in anything that we brought last year, but give us a newness, oh God, restore our homes, restore our families, oh God, restore our position, oh Father, the steps that we took backwards in 19, in 2019, oh God, may we take more steps forward in this new year, oh God, revive us, oh God, ignite the ministry in this church, oh God, may you strengthen our pastor, oh God, give him words to come forth from this pulpit that would bring us more life, oh God. I pray every man that would stand behind this desk, oh God, from this moment forth, oh Lord, will speak something to me that would change my life, that would change the life of my children, that would change the life of my wife, oh God, the life of my family, the life of these people here, oh God. Forgive us, oh Lord, we pray, where we walked in ways that we should not have walked. Forgive us, oh Lord, when we 
thought thoughts that we should not have thought, oh God. Forgive us when we've said things that come out of these very lips that proclaimed your names, oh God. We've held unclean things, oh God. We've said vile things, oh God, to one another. But oh, Father, let us have, oh God, the gumption. Let us have the backbone to go to a brother or sister and say, I'm sorry, even when we know that we've done nothing wrong, oh God. Let us take that high road, oh God, because the hour is here, the time is here for your return. And Father, if we're not in that position that you've called us to be, oh God, we're not going. We're not going where you've told us that we should be. So Lord, prepare us for that moment. Prepare us for that hour, oh God. Every voice, Lord, every word that we say, oh God, may before it's spoken, Lord, may we know that it's come from you, oh Father. There's many, as Brother Darrell has said, that's walked among us that we've so easily forgotten about. Maybe when they walked away, they said hurtful things to us and we've just written them off. Father, I will find nowhere and can't find. I've looked, Lord. I can't find anywhere, Lord, where this message is drawn lines. It draws circles, oh God. Circles of love, Father. Oh God, and may we just draw these people in. It doesn't matter what they've said. It doesn't matter what they've done. But oh God, help us to be that love. Help us to express you in this day. Isn't, isn't it you that we're supposed to be about, Father? Let us lay aside our wants, our desires, oh God. And let us be so saturated in you. Grant it, oh God. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be pleasing, be acceptable in thy sight, oh God. Everything, oh Lord. We love you, Lord. We're longing for your return. May it be soon. May it be today. May it be right now, oh God. We love you, Lord. Let the words of my mouth bring you praise. Let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Father. Take this service, Lord, everything that's said and done, and may you put your stamp of approval upon it. We can't go back. We can't redo it. We can't re-say it. So, Lord, if there's anybody here that hasn't yet made that preparation to receive you, may they do it now. Run to him, say. Yes, Lord. Young man, run to him. Yes, Young girl, run to him. Mama, you can't hang on to that son that way. You have to let him go to God and run to Jesus Christ. Daddy, you've cried many tears on your pillow over that son, that little girl. Let her go. She's all right. She's in his care. She's under his protection. Mm. We love you, Lord. We honor you. We thank you for this opportunity, this place, this season. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Mm. Blessed be thy name.
Let's go in the fear of the Lord, saints. Amen. Blessed be thy name. Hallelujah. Amen. You love him? Amen. He's good, isn't he? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise. Thank you. Blessed be Amen. Happy New Year. Amen. Amen. Let's go in the fear of the Lord and be that light. Be the Jesus to the lady at Walmart and be the Jesus to the people around you at work and just let his light shine through your life. Amen. If you can't do nothing but get one, just get that one. Let's go home. Let's go home. May this be the year, Lord. May this be the year. May God richly bless you. Be praying for your families this week and those of you who have needs. And if you have a need, just send me a text. We're certainly glad to pray for you. See anything we can do to help. I just want to be a help to you. Sure love and appreciate you. May God richly bless you. Be a prayer. Amen. Let's go in the fear of the Lord, brother. Send us happy, brother.